Hello and welcome to Slamtown, where the demographics consists of people who have been slammed by Tyler B. Cummins. But he's not here yet. He's still coming in. He's uh, going through security right now, so I'll introduce him in a minute. But uh, I'm Taylor Gaines. We are on the island for week number four of Survivor David versus Goliath. It is time to bring about the charm apocalypse, which I didn't even think was the best quote of that monologue by Christian, because he also said he he also used the phrase charm nuclear warfare, which I thought was even better, if weird. But what better way to describe Christian? Boy, is he great. Oh, man, I could watch. We'll, we'll talk a lot about Christian, I'm sure. Yeah, we have a lot to get to. We're in week four, but we've had five people leave. And we have had a continuously entertaining season that every week we've had someone leave and have the storyline be outside of the game, strictly strategy speaking and things like that. So that continued this week. We had some more saltiness, some more self-awareness issues as the editors like us to see it. And it's just been a very entertaining season so far. Uh, Similar to last year, I feel really good about the first few episodes. I feel good about the balance we have so far, and I wouldn't feel good about the balance on this podcast if I didn't have my co-host, who just made it through TSA security pre-check and now is at the mic. When I'm at my low, he's strong. When he's at his low, I'm strong. It's Tyler B. Commons. I just, I feel left out. Like, everybody loves you, but I just don't know if anyone loves me, you know? You're so good, Christian, but I just think you can't do anything. I don't know what this says about me, but I was, like, crying. <laughs> wow. When, when she led them to, when Gabby led the Green Tribe to the immunity, <laughs> when I was, like, cheering. It was, so, it was such a great moment to see the the weirdo, you know, lifted up by everyone else. And it is, it's crazy too, I guess, just to sort of get into it, like to see how well Christian is able to mix with people is, I don't know if it should be surprising, but like, it's kind of breathtaking to watch how easily he can slide back and forth between the oddballs and the jocks, like just with no effort. It, it It's something that is i guess underestimated by a lot of people because the way he does it is he'll just engage and he's quick-witted gabby talked about this like he's just quick with his responses and he's funny and um but at the same time it doesn't feel like a show it's all genuine and even um wrestler john like picked up on this and was like you know i'm a little socially awkward i can i can perform for thousands of people but in small groups is where I feel uncomfortable. And like Christian doesn't seem to have that. Like I feel like it's the opposite. Christian would probably freak out if he was in front of thousands, but put him in a small group and everybody loves him. I love him. I think he's easily the most interesting and entertaining character of the season and still seems truly underestimated by everyone. I think there's some similarities between him and a few other David's where they're playing really well and people have yet to pick up on it. Like you have him, you have Davey, you have Elizabeth, you have these people who are kind of 
dictating like Nick, they're dictating things that are happening and not really getting recognized for it, which I believe we talked about with Wendell a little bit last week is sort of a good way to go about the early weeks because you don't get a target on your back too soon, but you start to build relationships by making moves with people. And I'm really optimistic about a lot of those people, but we'll, uh, we'll get into the power rankings later on. I don't know if you, uh, want to spoil anything particularly but i've been impressed by the gameplay of a lot of davids yeah and again this week we saw more gameplay of the davids really save their butts and you know i mean we'll get to it but david has a lot of people who know how to bond and know how to talk to people and know how to make people feel heard and accepted and that's kind of something that a few of these egotistical goliaths weren't able to manage to do and i think that's kind of one of the interesting dynamics that we get to see is just the difference between the social game of a goliath who kind of is socially always been on top versus a david who kind of has to struggle to find their friends and people aren't naturally just drawn to them by, you know, physique or good looks or whatever. But I think that's prepared them better for a game like Survivor, where you have to meet people and talk to people and learn about them and share about yourself. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm so mellow. I just, it's the morning and I just, it's a rough day yesterday. We don't usually record in the morning. We are uh, waking up bright and early to talk survivor we got a lot to get into obviously with the tribe swap this week but before we get to that i just want to give a quick memoriam surprise to be nguyen because they foreshadowed last week that she tore her mcl or at least strained her mcl i think is the official post-game commentary and left she decided right before the tribe swap to leave i have a lot of questions about how that affected the tribe swap that did not go answered by Jeff at all but it was a bummer because I liked her uh she was a good personality around camp it seemed very positive and outgoing very competitive obviously so I can only imagine this was a reasonable decision and I was kind of miffed by Jeff's repeated references to her quitting and using the word quit I guess that's technically what happened but like it's almost like he was trying to keep the blame off of them like we're not we have nothing to do with this. She's leaving on her own free will. But, I mean, she's an MMA fighter. Like, if you or I had a strained MCL, we might push through it because I don't need that knee <laughs> to go sit at my desk to sit in front of this mic or whatever. But she needs it, and I don't begrudge her at all. It was just a bummer to see her go out that way. Yeah. we. I mean, we always talk about it. It sucks when you have to go home because of something not exactly game-related. Obviously, she injured it during a challenge, but when you have to leave not because you were voted out or blindsided or, you know, whatever might have happened, I think that's probably the only options. Um, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it just sucks, and I'm sad to see her go because I think she was... One of the more central characters on the David tribe, and I was interested to see how an MMA fighter would get along with Goliaths because she almost felt 
more like a Goliath anyways. So I would have been interested to see where she landed on the tribe swap and how that would have played out. But yeah, sadly, we don't get to see B anymore. And I mean, I'm assuming her knee is better by now. I was going to say thoughts and prayers go out to her, but yeah, she's probably healed up. Yeah, she talked about, and and shout out to her, by the way, sort of embodying part of what they wanted in the Davids with her story of being a domestic abuse survivor and building it into something where she's fighting and training other people to fight for themselves. And uh, she mentioned in an interview I was listening to this morning that she still is having some issues with it, but is mobile now. Like, she did a fight soon after the show and the fight that she did aggravated it further but now she is pretty close like she never fully tore it so it's just kind of a slow healing process with stuff like that i suppose but uh obviously an emotional exit for her that got a real short shrift from the episode because it happened in like two minutes and it was just kind of like shocking like shocking in a way where you weren't even able to be emotionally affected by it because it was like, guess what? She's gone. All right, let's keep going. And Jeff gave it almost no time (laughs) of like going straight from her walking off the beach. It was sort of like when Pat's dead body was like on the beach and he was just like, this is what David's do. And then like five seconds later, he's like, this never would happen to the Goliaths. The Goliaths don't have people leave. The Goliaths don't have people get hurt. And that's what makes this game so crazy. And now it's going to get crazier. And it was just like, I feel like a 12-year-old watching him sometimes. But I don't know. I, I, I get over it by the time we get to get back to action. And he's good at tribal, so. Yeah, Jeff. Um, sadly, we don't have our Jeff Probes moment of the week anymore. But... I think that was kind of right up there is that could have been his moment. He had a a well thought out articulated speech. I couldn't tell. It was kind of edited weird and you did talk about it being in the first two minutes. If she had already let Survivor, you know, the hosts and maybe somebody I read that she in did a confessional not. time no. I read that she even just told her tribe like right as they were going there and Jeff had no idea. So he was probably just pissed because he's way too competitive. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it, I mean, if you read it, I totally believe you. But for me, I, I didn't find that. I mean, if I read it, it it's just kind of looked funny. Yeah. If you read it on the internet, it's absolutely true. And obviously, the thing that I questioned soon after that was the mix into three tribes because it worked out perfectly five, five, and five with Carl being sent to exile. And I was kind of confused as to what they would have done. Like, would they have done six, six, and five? Would they have sent two people to exile and had two tribals? Like, it was unclear and it worked out almost too perfectly for them. And Jeff's explanation left a lot to be desired because all he said was the swap was already set. In fact, I actually removed one buff from the tray in front of the survivors just before we did the swap. Due to time, we cut that from the show, but it did change how we executed the swap. We had a slightly different plan in place that we'll save for another season. But to the essence of your question, it is conceivable that a sudden quit could impact what we had planned. And in that case, we would modify and adapt to fit the situation. So he basically said, 
Yeah, we already had this plan. We didn't change anything. I mean, we changed some stuff, but we didn't really change anything. And we'll, we, 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 we had to change some stuff, but nothing changed. So, like, I, I had no idea what to make of that. I mean, he did kind of acknowledge that they had, a like, a completely different plan and they had to remove a buff and that, you know, they probably had to make sure which one it was and there was a plan for a future season. So, I, I mean, who's to really say exactly what it would have looked like? But, yeah, it's very interesting how the tribes broke down and how Carl got to go to Exile Island and find a new advantage that we've never seen before. Um, so the tribe swap changed a lot. I think we talked about the advantage in the preseason a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of an advantage it is as much of a... It's it's just hard to use. Like, you have yeah. to nail it. Not only do you have to play it before the vote on the right person, I mean, that takes that person playing an idol in that exact time. Like, you have to really have your finger on the pulse to nail that. Yeah, and I didn't remember them saying, and it might have said it on his kind of tree mail looking piece of paper, but how late can you use that advantage? You know, like, is he able to to use that in top four? Is he able to use that in top five? Because at that point, you might be able to make a guess. I mean, he can only use it as long as they can use it. Well, that's true. So when do idle play stop? Top five or top four? I can't remember. Uh, who but cares? <laughs> either way, yeah, it's it'd be interesting because I don't see it making any sort of an impact before like the last few votes because it's just like you said, it's too hard. You don't know who has idols. You don't know who's gonna play it, who's on the chopping block. It's it's a very tough plan to execute because you have to let your alliance know that you have it, but you can't flaunt it for everyone to know. So it's very specific and it's very odd and I just I don't ever see it being used well, but I hope it is used well. Alright, we'll 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 get back to Carl and his new tribe a little later. I I wanna break down each of these new tribes before we do what did you make of the split, which was called a uh, tribe system that has been gerrymandered against the Davids by Christian? Obviously, very politically incisive commentary, given recent news. But I, <laughs> but it was three to two Goliaths on every single tribe. Yeah, and it's it feels like it was planned because it ended up that way, but. I don't. As soon as that happened, I was kind of on the same boat. I can't remember whose confessional uh, might have been Alec or something, and was like, "Well, all we got to do is just stick with the plan." Now, uh, ironically, I think it yes, was him that said it. Alec, but um, good job. But it was just like, why? Why did it have to go this way? Because I don't. It. We've been shown we want to cheer for the Davids all season, and then it's like all of them look and appear as if they're placed in an unwinnable situation, and. Um, it did create for some drama and excitement this episode, but it was... It still doesn't know, I was well really for the other sad. two. No, it doesn't, but I was really sad. Well, I mean, you still have Natalie on one of the teams that, yeah, that um, could be voted out. And then for green team, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to get too specific. So we have the orange team, Vuku, the purple team, Jabini. Well, let's, and the let's green get team specific. Tiva. Yeah, yeah, let's talk. Well, okay, let's talk about who's on. So, green team, we have what? Christian, Gabby, yeah, Allison. Christian and Gabby from the Davids. Mm-hmm. Allison, Dan, and John. Which okay, from the Goliaths. Yes, 
I don't even remember Allison like at all as I was watching this tribe come around. I was like, wait, yeah, Al- we have an Allison? Wait, who's Allison? Yeah, she's like definitely the nominee in the early going for the least edit. Like, well, she's just I, not on the show. I, I don't even know. Like, she wasn't even part of that alliance of girls on the Goliath tribe, but she's never been on the outs, really. Uh, she's just kind of existed off in the distance. A very, very Rourke type edit, if you remember her, which why would you? Yeah. But I just remember her because of her quote about it when she got voted out, which was, you know, I don't begrudge the editors not showing me a lot because there was no real ending to my story. So why would they tell my story? <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's a bad like foreshadow for Allison, but that's a fun tribe. I, I, I like Christian and Gabby a lot, obviously. And John has shown a personal side that you talked about that has been entertaining. And even something like Dan going to help Christian chop bamboo because of his stylistic difference (laughs) in the way that he does it was great and i'm excited to i hope that particular group doesn't have to go to tribal for a while because i just kind of love their dynamics and allison's also there (laughs) and allison does still exist yeah and then so i guess from there we move on orange also known as vuku i'm just gonna well let's let's save orange for last because they went to tribal Okay, so, okay. Let's let's we'll talk about the purple, yeah. Purple. So purple team, again, another 3-2 split. Jabini! David team for them have Nick and Lyrsa. And then the Goliaths are Mike, Natalie, and Angelina. Which was really funny because Mike's quote about this was like, we have the ultimate David tribe. We have the Davids of the Goliath and the Davids of the David. So we have the David, David, David tribe. That's probably accurate. And and let me start positive. I have some negative things to say, but I want to start positive, <laughs> which is yeah. Nick looks better and better every week. It started Absolutely. with a edit of him like kind of being lazy and everyone realizing he's being lazy. But as the weeks have gone on, he's clearly very good at bonding with people quickly. And he's not telling anyone he's a lawyer, as far as we know. And he's just building bonds and finding cracks and positioning himself as a middleman in a very brilliant way like even on this three three to two split he immediately built something with mike that made them the swing votes and i mean obviously his other david Lirsa will probably vote with him too but like i've just been increasingly impressed by him as the season has gone on yeah he definitely started off slow, but has picked it up kind of in the way that the alliance he formed this week, the uh, Rockstars Alliance, he and Mike, Mike was on the outs in episode one as well, because he was like, I- I'm just here and I'm having a fun time and I'm going to go look for an idol and I don't care what everyone else thinks. But the purple team has kind of two targets that automatically keep the target off of Mike and Nick and Natalie and Lyrsa because sad to say it, Lyrsa's kind of not gotten the best edit. She looked like she was Very in trouble early on. Similar to Allison and, recently too. And just kind of like she is becoming a non-factor. So I think she's going to be lost in that kind of shuffle. And then Natalie, who 
speaking about cracks in Goliath team, I could absolutely see her going home if they lose a tribal and it becoming like a 2-2 David and Goliath. So purple team is really interesting. I mean, not a whole lot from Angelina this week, but we didn't have to see a whole lot because like you said, they were not the tribe that went to tribal. Yeah, look, I, I know the edit can be misleading. For example, Natalia, who we'll talk about, the scene where she was like, all right, fine, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. She was saying in interviews that they were already asleep and she woke them up and she felt bad about it. So that's why she was like, ah, sorry, like go back to sleep. And they really edited it to make it look like she was kind of like F off, go back to sleep. So like, <laughs> I'm sure there are things they could be doing to make Natalie look worse. But like Natalie, just the way she's being presented is like she's the least self-aware person on earth. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering what it is like for her to sit and watch the show. Yeah, I was I was going to say I won't speculate on that at risk of saying mean things or or weird things, I don't know. It's definitely been rough for her. I, I did get a good story about her from an interview with Natalia who said last week when they decided to vote Jeremy out, she talked to Natalie and said why should I vote for you? Or why should I not vote for you? And Natalie said, I'm Goliath strong, like I'm loyal. I'll mm-hmm. be with you. And she said that there was a realness to that that really resonated with her, even though they didn't like each other, in a way that someone like Alec was not able to ever convey. Which, by the way, you mentioned Jeremy, claimed that there were showmances all over the place and that Natalia and Alec were like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith scenario. (laughs) My dog is now barking. And I thought, not to uh, speculate too much, but (laughs) Alec clearly was not with her in the way that Jeremy said. And for someone who was shown to be very good at reading things, I think it says a lot that Alec was not as close as he said. And he's also claiming Angelina and John are like lovers. So, but I don't know. I guess I just have negative feelings towards the way Jeremy has come across. We talked a lot about that with Wendell, obviously, which I still think was a good conversation. Go listen to that. A lot of outside-the-game stuff infecting everything. But this week, Mm -hmm. I'd say it was mostly inside for what happened with the final tribe here, the uh, orange tribe, Vuku. Interesting dynamics. Natalia, Kara, and Alec from Goliath, and Davy and Elizabeth from David. Uh, Davey, by the way, who has an idol, and I've forgotten every single time until they remind me. Mm-hmm. And this tribe breakdown seemed like the clearest cut David versus Goliath setup of them all. And um, spoiler alert, have we even said who's gone home yet this week? I feel like we're 30 minutes in. Have we mentioned yeah, well, that it's Natalia? <laughs> I think we talked about it. I, or may, I don't know if we said it directly, but we've been saving it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So now that that's out of the way, Natalia ended up going home and Surprise. the Davids, yeah, the Davids found a crack to work and make it happen. And Natalia went home for the exact reasons that she talked about in preseason is her directness yeah. and her bluntness. And she can seem fiery and rude. It's interesting, too, how self-aware she is about it now, where, like, she knew, 
and almost as I'm about to say this, I feel like it's the subtext is like sexism, sexism, sexism. But like <laughs> she, she said she knew with Kara and Angelina, she was able to like voice her concerns and be like her like bossy herself because they would kind of stay with it and understand it. And then with Alec, she couldn't really do that, which she realized too late. And when she tried to talk with him the way she did with her girl alliance, like it just freaked him out because like, how else do you explain? Like his move is borderline indefensible. (laughs) If he votes out a David, there are four Davids gone, one Goliath gone. There are three Goliaths on their tribe, two Davids. It keeps him in the boat. He doesn't make a big move too early. He doesn't put a target on his back. I just like couldn't really understand why he would do it outside of just being annoyed by her and like being convinced maybe by Elizabeth that this would like get his name in the record books or something. Mm, I think Elizabeth kind of alluded to well Davy too I guess but yeah well Davy a little bit but I feel like it well, was a Davy had what was presented as like this big conversation of like listen dog do you trust them or not and he's like no <laughs> well so, it's not it's not but Elizabeth that. definitely it, got the ball rolling I don't know yeah Elizabeth was like you know you have to make a move you have to make a move but what if you do it too late or what if you try wait and try to do it too late there comes a point where you're not able to make a move anymore and your back's against the wall so why not do it now and i think that is one of the better arguments uh i mean you could definitely say it's too early in this game but i mean it's the only argument she had right it's the only argument she had but that doesn't make it a bad argument i think it's a good point to tell someone hey look you got to make a move by the way, Natalia is being a jerk. Like I you don't think just that join makes with it, us. Yeah, I, I don't think that makes it a good decision for him, though. I think Elizabeth played it well. I still just find it baffling. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things that I hope could change the entire direction of the game because we talked about green and purple. How there is a David Goliath two three breakdown, but there's cracks in every single tribe, and I hope those cracks kind of split wide open and a lot of goliaths go home in the next three weeks i i hope that happens i hope it kind of evens up the teams because david was just getting their butt kicked in every single challenge and now this new breakdown could be really interesting in that it weirdly helps the david tribe because goliaths broke down in a way that alliances were kind of separated and the close friends that they had aren't with them. So I hope that this ends up Poor well Dan. for the David. Poor hot cop. I was thinking, I was reading Annie Dennard's piece, our, our friend from realityblurred.com, about how this is good for the game both short-term and long-term because it's never as entertaining to have a season where there's, you know, 10 of one tribe slowly picking off the other one. And the mm-hmm. difference between three to two and four to one is pretty huge because if Alec had done what he arguably should have done, there would have only been six Davids left and nine Goliaths. Instead, it is eight to seven. And I think to your point, that leaves a lot more wiggle room for things to happen because that's not as strong of an argument to say, 
you know, we have the numbers. I have to stay with the Goliaths for the merge. And in the short term, it made for a very entertaining episode. And certainly one of the more angry exits that we've gotten to see. It's funny that earlier in Tribal Council, Natalia said, if I go home guns blazing, I'm happy because uh, she wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. And she had this quote in The Hollywood Reporter talking to them after she was gone is there's a very feisty and sassy side to me. And I think it's hilarious to watch, which arguably her post-tribe confessional was a little bit hilarious to watch. I had a good laugh watching myself be the mean girl. It doesn't define who I am, but I have to be real and admit that it's part of me that comes out when I don't like you. And that, as we said earlier, that was the trouble that she knew she was going to have. She can just kind of run over people that she doesn't like and just expect people to do exactly what she thinks is the best decision, which, I mean, you're arguing that them staying Goliath strong is the best decision. But the way she approached Alec and was like, okay, you're doing this. Like, this is what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. People don't like him the wrong way. Yeah. And she became the, the mean girl. She became the one that Alec couldn't stand to be in a tribe with. It's funny. You mentioned that like Stephen Fishback in his piece said, like was talking about her voicing her concerns and feelings and, his commentary was basically, oh, isn't that mature to be cognizant of your own feelings and to be able to lucidly express them? Like, in any other life situation, we'd be applauding her emotional awareness. Unfortunately, she's on Survivor. So when she's saying she's afraid, what Kara hears is, I don't trust you. uh, And she runs to save herself and tells Alec that she's being paranoid. And like, it leads to this waterfall effect of bad things for her. And It really was making me think about how selfish of a game Survivor is in a way that I personally think reflects the real world in a very interesting way. Because when you really look at it, most people are just thinking about themselves all the time, no matter what they say. And Alec is a great example of that because in a lot of ways, it's hard to justify his move unless you are inside of his head like just that smile on his face kind of says it all. Like he just wanted to have that moment of her being shocked and him being the one who was in control of it. Like, I think it's really probably bad for him as far as building trust in the game going forward, because as far as Elizabeth and Davey are concerned, they used him and got him to do what they wanted. So he's kind of a number like he's certainly not leading them. And obviously for the Goliaths, no one's going to be happy. So it's just interesting to think about because similar to Jessica, was that her name a couple weeks ago? The Mm -hmm. blonde? Uh, Yeah. Natalia didn't do a lot terribly. She just kind of was the victim of someone else making a big move. Yeah, but she almost set herself up that way because when you're presented as not a kind person, then I can't completely blame your circumstances you know it's the same it's the same boat natalie's in i think natalie's gonna go home eventually because not because of a strategic downfall but because she's just not kind to the people around her and in the same way i feel like that's why natalia went home because she wasn't listening to alec and i don't mean like listening to what he wanted i mean just listening like just hearing what he said his opinions his thoughts 
hearing why he why they should get rid of Davy and Elizabeth. Like she didn't give him the time of day. She was just like, oh, by the way, you're doing this because this is the right call and you have to do this. And it's almost, it it seemed to me like it was not being self-aware in the same vein as Natalie, but, you know, a little bit different because it wasn't in every aspect. It was just in the dynamics of the game and who needs to vote and when they need to vote and how they need to vote. What's weird to think about is something else Andy pointed out was that the editors don't like they don't often show people being like clumsy or or embarrassing unless it's like a Christian and they like want to emphasize how funny it is or something like Mm -hmm. with as many hours of footage as they have like he was theorizing that surely they have an endless supply of embarrassing moments but they don't get shown that often and he was speculating that the fact that the editors included her tripping on the way out of tribal with a sound effect and everything was a clue as to how production felt about her, which I don't even know what to really make of that. But like you said, like her, her, she predicted her personality problems and I, I guess they came true and maybe they came true with the producers too. I don't know. Like, Cause I don't, I can't really think of a time she was presented in a positive light the entire time. Yeah. I mean, that could be absolutely true. This is where we're entering the realm of speculation, but objection. She, she really did have that attitude when she was going over and she couldn't figure out where to put the torch and she tripped. And then she had a really funny exit. She's like, I really, I just want to kill Alec. Or whatever it was she said. Yeah, I think she said, I'm just pissed. I want to hurt him so bad. Why are you smiling? Oh, my God, I can't handle you right now. Yeah, it was was very... Is there anything worse than that feeling when you do something wrong and your parents are scolding you for it and you're, like, smiling for no reason and your parents are like, why the... Are you smiling? (laughs) And you're like, I don't know. I just can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think that is... Maybe the best picture of who Natalia is. It it was kind of a short fuse. She had something not go her way and blew up at people. I'm pissed. I want to hurt him. Oh my god, I can't handle you right now. Like, but didn't she also seem like someone who just says that? Like the kind of person who's just like, oh, I want to like hurt him right now. Like, like I don't know. She kind of seemed like a specific kind of person to me who like wouldn't actually do that. But, like, right. it's sort of like a mean girl personality. But I don't know. I think we're, we might differ on this slightly. Like, I, I feel like we didn't totally get to see the nice part of her. Like, like even the conversation with Elizabeth and Kara about, like, how faith was important on the island or something. Like, mm-hmm. apparently, Natalia is a Muslim. So, like, her hanging back in that moment seems less weird once, once you know that. Because they're just like, oh, yeah, I need to memorize scripture to come out here and like the way they showed it she's just kind of awkwardly hanging back but like what is she gonna say like oh yeah well i'm muslim so like it it it, i felt like there was just a lot left out of the portrayal of her but nonetheless it made for entertaining uh entertaining television again it's just like week after week i find myself conflicted maybe it's like once we have talked with these people I, f- I have a harder time, like, thinking that the villainous thing that we're getting is, like, the entire person, you know? 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't want to say that she is a villain. I just want to say she's fiery. She's yeah, <laughs> really into what she thinks is the right thing, and she's gonna let everybody know. I don't, I don't know how villainous that really at stacks up to be, but just. Like I said a few minutes ago, the short fuse is, I think, kind of what got her in trouble. Just the way that she immediately, and we talk about kind of being caught up in the emotion of the game. I think she was caught up in the I've been betrayed emotion of the game. Not Yeah, the, I think that's fine. Just way I, too caught up and way too personal from yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we've seen a few times from her that she's taken things too personally. And I think it kind of, you could argue, is part of her downfall. Like it's, she wasn't able to keep a cool head in a strategic kind of way. But like, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm trying to get out of ahead of like just some of the fan talk I see sometimes like bothers me. Like, I don't have a problem with the way you're talking about this at all, but, like, B, for example, I saw a post on one of, like, the Survivor fan pages or something that was, like, was anyone else pissed that B left? Like, if I had the chance to be on Survivor, if any of us had the chance to be on Survivor, we wouldn't quit over, like, a slight knee injury, blah, blah, blah. And, like, this person was rightfully, like, destroyed in the comments by people who were, like, dude, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like... And I just, I'm so, I don't know why I continue to be baffled by the internet. It's sort of like, <laughs> why why do I continue to be surprised by a certain person's Twitter account? Like, I shouldn't be at this point, but seeing fans react to Star Wars or Survivor or whatever it is continues to baffle me at times. Yeah, that's just, uh, it's where the game becomes too real. And it's funny the when TMZ it happens. season. yeah it's funny when it happens to us fans and we're not even the ones out there running the challenges or voting people off all right ty before i vote you off for the week let's do our power rankings all right i want to see who you were most impressed by i don't know how you're going to approach this because you're welcome to approach it however you want but i think for me i'm going to try to have one person from each tribe now that we're split into the even three just Mm. to uh just to honor what has been done, I want to uh, reflect on who I think was the most impressive on each tribe, and I'll put it in order of, obviously, importance, <laughs> relevance. So, uh, I don't know, how do you want to approach it? Who's, who's your number one? Number one, and I think he's going to be number one probably for you, but I'm going to have to give it to Christian. Just, the guy can charm the hell out of anybody, and he's done it now as a robotics engineer with a giant wrestler and like gotten that to work and even gabby through her kind of emotional tidal wave is like you're just so good at this you're so like she just summed up christian so well (laughs) you're so good at being friends with people and that's really what it takes to go far in this game and hopefully win i mean he's my winner pick so i just i'm giving it to christian this week i love christian he might make an appearance in my power rankings later on, but I do not have him number one for this week. I think, man, I'm actually really torn about this. For me, I I, know, I have a couple names that I'm ready to throw at you, but I just don't know how to separate this. I think maybe with recency bias included, the most important player for me this week was 
Elizabeth mm. because the way that she bonded with Kara and sort of appeared to set Natalie on the spiraling course towards her death in the game was very important. And like I was talking about with the number divide, like could potentially change the game. And Elizabeth has made moves like this already. And I've just been very impressed by the resume that she's building sort of in the background because she has not put herself too far out, but she has created a lot of bonds and is playing really, really hard. I think she's still in danger in her current tribe setup, but I think she, her effect on the game will be felt for such a long time that I'm going to give her number one. Yeah, that's a very fair shakedown of Elizabeth and her game. But for me, number two this week, I'm going to have to say Nick. Because we've Nick talked is about my number how two, st- strong I will say. of a player he is. And the way he jumped over to the purple team, a.k.a. Jabini. Jabroni. Jabroni. This guy. And the way he bonded with Mike immediately. And there's kind of an easy out on that tribe in Natalie. I think he cemented himself in a good position. And he has a way of talking to people and like we talked about last week with Wendell naming an alliance is a new strategy and I think it's working out brilliantly because even if it feels forced a little bit you know Mike was shown to be a little bit wary of him and a little bit concerned but then they named it and they were like rock stars rock stars so Nick is just playing really well and the way that he's bonding with people as well i'm excited to see if kind of christian and nick can get to the merge and just see who they've roped in because if they roped in mike a goliath and if they've roped in john a goliath and if elizabeth has gotten Kara and alec you know like i see a lot of upside for the david tribe right now and that excites me so that's why my first two in the power rankings were both davids why do you have nick number two (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I talked about him before. I, I think even on this podcast for years, we have discussed the fact that being in the middle is the most powerful position on Survivor in recent years. And Nick seems very adept at finding that middle spot and sliding right into it. And now he's starting to build bonds all over the place. Like, however these tribes come back together, it seems like he's going to know people. And. I'm still a little concerned about how quickly him and Christian threw Gabby under the bus last week, but it's hard to find other flaws, really, in what they've done so far. Like you said, Nick has just been really good at this, and uh, we'll see how it plays out once we start getting into like individual immunities and throwing everybody all together at once, but he, he's been good, and uh, I would say he's my number two. So two Davids for me also. How about that? How about it? And for me, number three, I have to um, I have to give it to John. I think John has shown himself to be very personable the last two episodes, and he's on a tribe that potentially if there's a physical challenge, Allison, Dan, and John can carry Christian and Gabby through it. And then if there's a puzzle aspect, Christian and Gabby can carry them. So I think they're set up for success in the future. I know players like Davey have an idol and Elizabeth 
is kind of playing from the background and Alec is making moves. But I, I just really like the direction that we've get watched John move the last two weeks. I like the way that he's willing to bond with anybody or willing to befriend anybody and work hard and just be a likable guy. And I just, I like the way he's been portrayed the last two episodes. So that's kind of why I've got him at my number three spot. Yeah, I definitely like him. Ready for some gymnastics since we're talking about wrestling? I think (laughs) the only way you cannot get voted out is by winning immunity. And Mm -hmm. with the Davids at disadvantages across the board, winning immunity could never be more important, particularly if you're uncomfortable with your position in the game. And watching Gabby lead the Green Tribe to a pretty resounding victory after a borderline breakdown like the day before or earlier in the day or whatever it was, was just like such a joyful thing for a TV experience for me. And as great as her and Christian both are, like if I could give both of them the three spot, I probably would. But like, I feel like her and Christian have been shown to be so close that like, I'm expecting to hear more from her side of things as time goes on. And getting that immunity win was awesome and has earned her a number three spot for me wow is this the first uh gabby in our top three uh she got a third place vote in week one okay because we got a lot of christian week one so that makes a lot of sense but yeah that's uh i like that pick i hope she can stick around yeah we'll see i I think it's interesting how somewhat dominant the davids have been in making big moves. So I, I hope that things remain even. We keep having an entertaining go of it. Next week looks like it'll be more of the same as far as Natalie and her character and sort of some confusion backlash from Alex move over on the uh, orange beach. So orange, is that right? Purple? Who knows? Who cares? I don't even really want to learn the tribe names because they're confusing and colors are easier. So Ty and his blue eyes. We're going to sign off. Anything else to add? Mr. No. Mr. Well, B Commons. As everyone knows, your last no. name is B Commons. <laughs> B. R.I.P. Gone too soon. I was going to say no and then follow it up with something. But this is this is <laughs> just kind of touching on um, a little bit of the drama we talked about last week. Natalia was asked by The Hollywood Reporter about the oh, Jeremy yeah. vote out. And I think... I think just for follow-up sake, um, this is how she talked about it. Um, I think the question involving what transpired between Jeremy and Angelina needs to be asked directly to them. I will say that I voted Jeremy off that night because Angelina was in my core alliance and I had to show her with my vote that she had my trust moving forward in the game. So that kind of makes it sound like Jeremy's making something up, but I I don't know. Um, I I felt like that was an important thing to follow up on because it yeah it dominated a lot of conversation the last few weeks so um, but you, who knows you could also argue there. that it sounds like she knows what happened and she doesn't want to talk about it because <sighs> you would expect her to defend them by being like yeah i don't know what he was talking about like i'm friends with her and this is bs but like she kind of left it in a way that's like uh, maybe i saw some of this i don't want to talk about it, it was kind of weird yeah, I mean, I that was my gut reaction, but then after reading it a few more times, I was like, 
you need These to words ask are changing. them. Could be a positive thing, or if you know, if she's not a gossip, then like just ask them. Like clearly, but doesn't she seem like she would be a gossip from what we saw? I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't hard know to either. Say. I, again, this episode probably has too much speculation on our part. I don't yep. want to get sued by anyone. We're just here <laughs> to talk about Survivor. Why does this season have to be so crazy? <laughs> Why does it have to be so TMZ? Next thing you know, Kanye's going to come on the island and talk about how slavery should come back. Oh, God. He's going to talk about... He's going to wear a Massa hat. Make Survivor great again. Or Masca. What's Ma- the A for there? <laughs> no. Masca. Masca. I don't know. I was trying to get MAGA, but there it didn't really work. Such an interesting time we live in. <laughs> Such an interesting season of Survivor. If you like the podcast, go on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rate, a review. Go on Spotify, listen to us. Follow us on Twitter at On the Island Pod. You can find Ty at Tyler B. Commons. You can find me at Gaines Taylor. Uh, my Venmo is Gaines Taylor. If you want to send me money, that's always <laughs> welcome, I guess. I think that's all we got. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for joining this week four Survivor. If you're curious about the availability of a comptroller position, shoot us an email. We'll let you know what's available. For Tyler B. Commons, I'm Taylor P. Gaines. <laughs> Taylor Bill, it's my middle name again. I can't remember. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. On the island. On the island. island, island, island. You want to be a survivor if you want to hit it here on the island. You got to talk about the show if you want to live here on the island. Are you going to survive when you're going to be a living alive on the island? And you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up. That is right. I might leave that burp in. That was nice. A solid, that was a solid burp. Yeah, the people will love it. I will give it back to the people. <laughs>